This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 119. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Last week, we talked about doing work to understand our emotions and learn to actually feel them without fearing them. Today, we are going to talk about negative thoughts, why we have them, and how we can learn to deal with them. But before we get started talking about that, I just wanted to thank those of you that have reached out to me to sign up for my Wednesday Weekly Words. Every Wednesday, I send out a short email to those on my email list to encourage and uplift you. If you want to join me each week, go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com and sign up for my free Wednesday Weekly Words. Also on my website is a place to sign up for free coaching. So you can learn about how life coaching can change your life and make it better. My coaching clients and I work on everything. Leadership, relationships, stress management, goal setting, career planning, anything that you can think of that relates to your life and how to make it better. If you've ever thought that you just need a little bit of help to move forward, life coaching is a thing that will help you feel better and do better. So go to my website and schedule a meeting with me there or just email me with your questions. My email is jacapelldvm at gmail.com. I'd really love to meet you and show you why coaching is so fabulous. So today let's talk about our negative thoughts and how we can recognize them and challenge them to find our way to more happiness and more well-being. We know that our emotions are all caused by our thoughts. And those thoughts will cause negative emotion if they're negative. Repeated negative thoughts can and will cause depression, poor self-esteem, high stress levels, burnout, anxiety, and all the things that we struggle with in this profession and just in our normal everyday life. So just like changing your emotions takes awareness and work to improve, so does recognizing and changing your negative thoughts. So where do these negative thoughts come from? Our negative thoughts oftentimes are fear-based. They come from painful experiences from our childhood, our history, if something bad happened to us in the past, if we had a case that didn't go well, our negative brain remembers that. We have these emotional memories and they're stored up in that part of our brain that seems involuntary. So if you have had something that happened in your past with your siblings, with your parents, with your grandparents, teachers, any past traumas or anything very emotional in your life, it can cause negative repeated thoughts that will actually hang on and cause you to have these chronic negative feelings. So the thoughts, involuntary as they may seem, are what causes that emotional negativity. And even our perfectionism. There's a lot of us that have the types of personalities that are plagued with negativity. 
more commonly than other personalities. Do you ever meet those people that always seem positive and then some of us feel like we're always negative? It can be personality driven. And negative thoughts are normal. That's part of what our brain does for us to keep us safe. It gives us these warning thoughts. And sometimes those warnings, if they get too powerful and out of control, can really control our emotions and keep us from acting, keeping us from taking action that will make our life better. So if everyone has them, then the way that we change them is by doing work. And we talked about emotional work last week. I'm going to talk about that again because work on yourself is always valuable. So we have to allow ourselves to create more awareness about our thoughts and where they're coming from. Where did they come from in our past? What experiences did we have in our life that will cause these chronic negative thoughts to come up? And if we learn to challenge those thoughts, challenge where they come from and why we continue to repeatedly think them and why we want to constantly create them in our mind, Challenging those thoughts can help us change them because they lose their power once you understand where they're coming from. So because these negative thoughts are oftentimes, oftentimes involuntary, it's possible that some of us who regularly receive positive feedback from other people might feel that we are horrible at our jobs. If one person offers us a criticism or one angry client yells at us, that's what we hang on to. We hang on to that one negative experience and sometimes build it up in our mind to the point where it overtakes all the good things that happen and all the compliments that we get. That irrational thought about our job performance because one person gave us a critique can dictate how we feel about ourselves overall. And so those irrational thoughts that continue to build up just by a few negative experiences need to be challenged. We need to challenge the thoughts in order to change them. That constant negative thinking is not healthy. So in order to change it, we have to do some work. We have to think about it. We have to actually explore where those negative thoughts come from to create better thinking. And therefore, once we start thinking better, we start feeling better and then doing better because our feelings and our thoughts are what ultimately get us our results. Do you ever use the phrase, I should have, or I could have? Those kind of should thoughts is a form of negative thinking. It's a way to shame ourselves when we think we've made a mistake or we've said something that we regret. And we also use those should statements to critique other people in our lives. And so when we do that, when we tell people they should have or we think they should behave a certain way, we are engaging in negative thinking about them. And also when we say I should have, we're thinking negative thinking about ourselves. It's destructive. It doesn't help anyone. It causes shame. And it's really a way to try to change our past behavior, which is something that we can't do. We can't change our past. We can learn from it. We can acknowledge the mistakes that we've made. But the constant thinking I should have and trying to go back in our mind and change something that you did is so not useful. It just adds to shame and nothing useful comes from it. It's not motivating. Feeling shame is not a motivated emotion. 
And it causes us to not act. It causes inaction rather than positive, useful action, which is what we need to move forward and create better for ourselves. So think about how would your life change if you could challenge and then reframe and restate those negative thoughts in your mind? What could you do without the fear? What could you do without the negative emotion, the shame? What could you create for yourself in the world that would be better than what you have today? It's all about challenging the negative thinking and working to understand it. Not necessarily change it on a dime because that is something that's going to be very difficult to do. It's very hard to go from terrible negative thoughts about yourself or shameful thoughts about yourself into constructive, beautiful thoughts about yourself. There are going to be some steps in the middle. Acceptance is going to be a big step in the right direction. So you're not going to automatically go from totally negative thoughts to totally positive thoughts. But if you can tweak it just slightly in a more positive direction for yourself and give yourself some slack, some acceptance, some self-love, then you're going to be well on your way to making things better. So sometimes when I'm trying to change a negative thought that I have, that I'm stuck in, that I'm ruminating on, I ask myself a few questions. One that really works is, is there evidence for this thought? Is it true? And if you ever read up or look up the work of Byron Katie, you will see that that is part of the work that she does with people when they're trying to change their thoughts. Just question the fact, is it really actually true? Is it a fact or just a thought? And is there something I can think of that's different, that's contrary? Is there something that proves this thought incorrect? Another thing you can ask yourself is, if someone really loved me, what would they think about this thought? Because truly you want to love yourself. And if you're not thinking loving thoughts about yourself, if you're thinking negative thoughts that are causing shame, sometimes just thinking about how someone else would see you will help you unravel that thought. So if you have a best friend, if you have a spouse, if you have someone that you know loves you pretty unconditionally, ask yourself, what would they think about this thought? Would they think it's true? Would they say it to me? And then another thing you can ask yourself is, if I were to change this thought into something slightly more positive, what could it be? What could I think? How could I think this thought differently to make it better for me and to create a better emotion for me? Now, sometimes we're so stuck in our negative thinking, it becomes such a habit that it's really hard to recognize. We think that it's a fact. Some of the negative thoughts we've been thinking all our life will feel like facts. And unless you really dig deep, you're not going to realize it. So let's say, for example, we have a negative body image. And this is something that I struggled with when I was younger, and I still do because it's so deeply ingrained in my brain. I have negative thoughts about my shape, that I have fat thighs, or I'm not fit as I want to be. 
And so my internal story tells me that my body isn't what it should be or could be. And there's that should statement. As soon as I think that my body should be different, then I'm going into negative emotion. I'm creating shame about something that's super healthy. I've been really fortunate over the years that I haven't had a lot of problems with my body. And so for me to think that it's not ultimately the perfect body for me is not useful. And so when you have that story in your brain from when you were a child, someone called you fat, which happened um, in my case, and that was one of the reasons that I have that story, that my body isn't perfect. When you have that story and you believe it and you have believed it for years, you really have to watch it. You have to be on top of your brain. So when I look at myself in the mirror when I'm getting ready in the morning and my brain says, ooh, that doesn't look good or you're too fat or whatever my brain thinks of that morning, I have to really be on top of it. Because if I'm not, I'll let those thoughts affect the way I feel. I'll even say things sometime that are self-deprecating, that put me down. And it's so harmful. It's harmful to my self-esteem. It's harmful to my children when they hear me say negative things about myself. And, you know, unfortunately, when you have these negative things that you think about yourself, you oftentimes impose them on the people around you, the children that look up to you and think that you're perfect. And so just recognizing that those negative thoughts, when they come out of your mouth, are very detrimental, not only to your ego and not only to your success, but also to those around you. Because it brings them down. And then sometimes they'll start thinking about their thoughts. Well, if you think you're out of shape, what do you think about me? Have you ever thought that when someone really, you know, fit and beautiful says that they're not beautiful? then it also makes you feel bad because then you think, well, what are they thinking of me? So all these negative thoughts, whether it's coming out of your brain and out of your mouth or someone near you is really not effective for anyone. It's not helpful. That negativity builds on itself and creates even worse things in our brain. So let's talk about a little example of something that could turn into a very detrimental and harmful thought. If you work in a very busy veterinary practice, there will be some time in your career that something's going to go wrong, that there's going to be a case that you either make a mistake on and cause some harm to a pet, and it it's going to be inadvertent, right? It's not going to be something that you intend, but something may not go the way that you think it should go or that it sh that you wanted it to go. Or a client is going to say negative things to you. They're going to be angry because something didn't go correctly for them, or perhaps they lost a pet and they're going through stages of grief and they take it out on you. So when you take all that negative energy in from a client that's upset, or from yourself trying to change the past because something bad happened and maybe you made a mistake, if you ruminate that on that and continue to beat yourself up with that, it's really not going to be a useful emotion. And it may create a story in your mind that continuously comes back to haunt you. Now, sometime, 
Sometimes mistakes are good because they teach us lessons. But oftentimes when we make mistakes in our veterinary career, it can be quite tragic and bad things can happen. And even bad things can happen that you didn't anticipate. A case just doesn't go the way that it should. And it has nothing to do with your medicine or nothing to do with anything that you did for the pet, but it's just life. You know, life doesn't always go the way we want it to. And animals and pets die when no one would have expected it. It's just an accident, an accidental anesthetic death, something like that. And so you may have really negative thoughts left over from that event. Now, if you listen to last week's podcast and we talk about processing your emotions and really feeling them, if you suffered a negative event at work and a patient dies and you don't process that sadness, that grief, that surprise many times, because a lot of times it is a shocking experience. If you don't sit and feel that and really process it and allow yourself to grieve the loss of that pet, you will hang on to that negative emotion, which will in turn turn into many, many negative thoughts. It'll turn into this deep-seated fear that the next time a pet comes in with similar circumstances, you will have a very hard time moving forward because your negative thoughts will hold you back. So when something negative happens in your practice or in life, really process the emotions like we talked about last week. And then once those emotions are fully processed and you've actually grieved whatever circumstance it is that you're in, and you've actually let that grief flow through you and pass, then you need to work on those thoughts that will continue to plague your brain. That negative reminder that something bad could happen again. And so once you start to think about the kinds of negative thinking that you commonly engage in, you can start to recognize why you do it, why you think it, and how you can break out of those negative thoughts or the loops of thought. And if there's a trigger, like in my case with the, with the body image, if there's a trigger like trying on clothes or... Um, I don't know, watching something on TV with beautiful people. If there's a trigger like that that you know is going to set off your negative thoughts about a particular subject matter, then being aware of that trigger will help you get out of those thought loops or at least expect them. And when the negative thoughts start, you can start to replace those negative thoughts with more positive thoughts because The energy that you put into thinking negatively about yourself can just as easily be changed into positive energy. Whether you have to take action in order to change your thoughts, like maybe eliminate that trigger, or whether you just need to go through those probing questions, asking yourself, is this thought real? Is it true? Challenge your own thinking and those beliefs that you had by asking yourself these questions. So if you start to study those negative thoughts, those triggers that bring up those negative thoughts, and start to really question the thoughts and the emotions that follow, you can start to figure out where they're coming from. And it takes time. You have to cut yourself some slack. Because thoughts that you've had since you were a child, and and let's say you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s, they're super deep-rooted, right? 
They're such heavy habits. It's like quitting smoking or quitting overeating. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of work. Now, sometimes these negative thoughts can come in waves, right? It almost is this overwhelming anxiety feeling because there's so many negative thoughts. And so if you recognize that all of a sudden your body is feeling super stressed and overwhelmed with some negative emotion, then that's probably a flood of negative thoughts coming to your brain, whether you recognize it at first or not. So if you get to the point where these negative thoughts are just flooding in because something negative happened in the past and all of a sudden there's a new trigger in front of you that's causing you to relive these bad memories, take a little bit of time to, first of all, feel the emotion and name it, like we talked about last week, but then really look at the thoughts. And if you can't, if it's so overwhelming and there's so many that you can't sort them out, then do some exercises to try to calm yourself to try to breathe, do some breathing exercises, deep breathing, maybe a little bit of yoga, maybe even a light distraction, like a long walk or something like that will help you kind of function to the point where you can calm your mind enough to examine those negative thoughts. So don't try to buffer the thoughts and the feelings with food or drink, but do something constructive, something that will calm your mind in order to let you look at what's going on in there. And then when you start to feel it dissipate a little bit, when those really jazzed up negative feelings start to calm down, then you can start to really look at these negative thoughts. So if you're the type of person that really beats yourself up over something, um, and I've used this example before on the podcast, if you've listened to me before, you know that I am not a big fan of doing um, dental work on cats. Um, I'm not a big fan of dental work in general, but cats really get to me. And I think it's because I've had some negative experiences in the past and I just have this story in my head that I'm not competent. So when I know that I have to do a dental on a cat, I do have this flood of negative thoughts. And they're really most irrational. Like a lot of the thoughts are not really the truth. They're just things that my brain has made up because I have fear around making a mistake or doing something wrong when I'm doing a dental on a cat. So instead of those thoughts flooding over me and me thinking that I'm incompetent and I don't know how to do this and something bad's going to happen and all these negative thoughts causing me to fear or have adverse reactions to a feline dental, I have to really acknowledge that these are just negative thoughts. And it's just based on a story that I've made up in my mind from past experiences. So I need to replace those thoughts with something more rational, something more true. When I ask myself, is it the truth that you don't know how to do a dental on a cat? That's not really true. I do know how to do it. I may still not love doing it, but if I replace the negative thoughts with thoughts of me being capable and having practiced for many years, I know how to do this. I can replace all those negative thoughts about myself that something might go wrong with more rational, positive thoughts and release all the negative thoughts and the judgment that I'm having of myself. And that goes for negative thinking about other people too, right? 
we are really, really judgy. And I feel this in our practice a lot right now with curbside medicine and the fact that the clients aren't right in front of our faces. We are in the practices judging everyone and judging people and thinking that they're wrong and saying negative things about them is just negative thinking. It doesn't help us. It creates more negative thinking in our brain. So if you're judging someone else negatively, you need to stop and then start looking for more positive things. So if I look at myself when I'm getting ready to do a dental on any pet, a cat or a dog, and I think about all the successful dentals that I've created and all the times I've pulled teeth and everything's been fine, that nothing has gone wrong, and all the successes that I've had, I can definitely change the negative thought because if I've had one or two bad experiences with cat dentals, I've had hundreds of positive ones. And so just questioning those negative thoughts about myself and that judgment, that self-judgment, will allow me to let it go and start to create better thoughts. So when we're changing negative thought, we're not changing on a dime. We're just understanding where it comes from And I may always have the thought that I'm not a good cat dentist. But if I continually question that thought and I continually push forward and do dentals on pets and force myself to try and learn and do better, then I won't fear or have those negative thoughts as much. And I'll start to change them into more positive ones. And the last thing that I want to talk to you about when you're challenging and working on negative thought patterns is to do some gratitude. And this is something that sounds really cliche, is practice gratitude, get a gratitude journal, all those things we say over and over again, but it really does work. It sounds corny, but believe me, if you really think about what there is to be grateful for in your life, there's a list. And think about gratitude in respect to the things that you're feeling negative about. So if I look at my body and I think negative thoughts about my body, that I want to be thinner, I want to be taller, I want to be younger, whatever those negative brain thoughts that are coming to me, and then I just stand there and think about why am I feeling those negative feelings because of my negative thoughts, and then I decide that I'm gonna practice gratitude, I can change it fairly quickly. Because what is there to be grateful for? I have two feet and two legs that I can stand on. I can walk, I can even run. I can ride a bike. My arms are healthy. My body's healthy. I can get up and down off the ground at work without too much trouble. And so many people don't have that. So feeling grateful for my body and thinking thoughts of gratitude, it's huge. It affects me positively. And if even if something really, really bad is happening in your life and you try to find the lesson in it or something to be grateful for in a really horrible or horrendous situation, you can sometimes find it. Most of the time you can. So noticing little things that might go well in your life, little things even around the things that you don't enjoy will allow you to practice gratitude. You can, you can get a gratitude journal. You can write down every day the things that you want to be grateful for. And the more you do that, the less severe those negative thoughts will be. 
they'll still come up because it's normal for our brain to have negative thoughts. It's a normal part of being a human. But keeping gratitude at the forefront of your mind will allow you to kind of reframe those negative thoughts. It's tough, but it's really, really possible. So if you're a perfectionist, if you're someone that beats yourself up over your body, if you're someone that has fear when a certain pet comes in the hospital that you need to work on because something bad has happened in the past, realize that this is all normal functioning of your brain, but you can work on it. The emotional work that we talked about last week and then the thought work. So write down your thoughts. Every time you're feeling a little bit off, clear your head first if you're super overwhelmed, feel the anxiety, feel the feelings and kind of let them pass so you have a better focus on what's going on in your brain. And then really look at your thoughts. What are they? Write them down, challenge them, ask yourself if it's true. Being authentic, working on your thoughts and your feelings, creating big things in your life is hard. But it's work. It's something you can do. You can get better at it. We're all a work in progress, and we can do this every day. So I'm challenging you today to challenge at least one negative thought and really work on it. If it takes a week, if it takes a month, work on a negative thought that you want to change and that you would love to get rid of. And if you've had negative experiences in veterinary medicine, I shouldn't say if, because I know we all have. Allow yourself some grace. Realize and understand that even though we are perfectionists, we are not perfect. We're humans with human flaws, and things happen that are out of our control. I just want to encourage all of you to look at the talent and the beauty and the love and the ambition that you all have for this profession. It's amazing. And no one said it was going to be easy. But look at the rewards you get in the end. Think about the pets that you get to save. Think about the people whose lives you've changed. You're all amazing human beings with so many talents. And I just want you to realize that and know that. So my homework for you this week is to work on one of your negative thoughts. And give yourself a big round of applause and a big hug because you're amazing. So thank you so much for listening to me today on the podcast. I really appreciate your attention and I really appreciate what you all do for this pet owning world. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. And if you have any questions for me, you just want some coaching, you just need a little boost or a little help with any of the things that I'm assigning to you on the podcast, just reach out to me at my email, jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you and love to hear from you. So I wish you all a beautiful, positive thinking week. Bye.